What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Brutal Barber Podcast, episode two. I am joined by former DWA internet champion, former X Factor champion in Delta Wrestling Alliance, Mr. Tony Dempsey. What's up, Tony? How you doing tonight? Pretty good. How about yourself? Doing all right. Tired. Working too much. Yeah, Yeah, me too. The grind nowadays. Um, So, I'm going to just get right into it. Uh, What got you into pro wrestling? Oof. Um, That's like a, that's a numerous things. I think everybody says watching that as a kid. So, yeah, that's, that's one of them. But I think right around 10 years old, I was training or something like that. I can't really remember the detail, but what recently got me back into it was um, this goes like all the way back to like high school. So back in high school, everybody, I'm pretty sure everybody played sports, but I was playing football. And at the time I thought other things were important. So I didn't use like my full talent that I had to go towards football and try to go to college and all that. So now I'm taking this wrestling thing to a different level and I'm actually giving them my all. So even if I don't make it, at least I can say I tried. You know what I mean? It's just, I'm, it's my second chance pretty much. It's kind of like you're just trying to see how far it can take you at this point by giving your yeah. full potential to the business. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, what's been one of your favorite matches so far in your career? Because I know you mostly work with Delta, right? Yeah, mostly. So what other? Uh, yeah, we'll have you answer the first question. So my favorite match would probably have to be. Mm, I would say let's go back of last year for. Summer shut down. 2022, me coming back. Straight me, whole new gimmick. Uh, I had a dog collar match with B Firm. I think that right there was probably probably the most best match, even the funnest match I've probably ever had. Just because it, it was something new, different feel. I didn't have to be behind something else that I wasn't. It just, it was more genuine that way. Yeah, that was a good match. I remember I was there for that. Uh, well, summer shut down. I think that's that was in Airville, correct? Yeah, Airville. I'm trying to remember. That was where I was in uh, my first championship match for the X Factor title, where Mike Giron won it. Yeah, I remember. Um, that was a nice swerve in the match. Um, besides Delta, what other promotions have you worked in your career so far? Uh, I wrestled in RCW, which used to be in, I can't remember the actual location, but in Upper Pennsylvania, I wrestled for 1CW in Houston, Delaware. Um, I used to wrestle at Eastern Shore Pro Wrestling in Virginia. So, I remember RCW, that was Tower City, PA. Oh yeah, that, uh, yeah. I just it was right there. I just couldn't remember. Yeah, so, all right. Um, 
who and what inspires you to become a rest, professional wrestler? Ooh, so I think when I got back into it officially, I remember watching Keith Lee and Willie Mack. Uh, pretty, you know, yeah, pretty decent big guys, but they were very agile for their size, and I was like, I want to be like that because too many big guys nowadays don't move how they do. I mean, jumping off the top rope, springboards, like flying elbows. It's just stuff that was something that you normally don't see from a bigger guy. So I was like, I could, I could probably do it. So are we going to see you doing a moonsault anytime soon? Uh, eventually. Eventually. Not, I don't know, maybe about another two years, maybe, but maybe. Two years practice the gymnastics, learn how to do a backflip. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, your current gimmick, you said it's more you. Uh, what's the whole story behind coming up with that idea for your character going forward? So, before I changed into Tony Dempsey, um, I used to be go by Tony Torello, which was like a um, Italian mafia mob boss type gimmick, you know, pants, dress shoes, shirt, suspenders, put the gloves on because I didn't like getting my hands dirty, that type of thing. And I mean, at the time, Delta ventured out a little bit and the areas that we were going uh, weren't making sense for my gimmick because of the area it was more of like a farm and Amish area and I didn't want everybody to think that I was Amish I mean there's nothing wrong with that but it just it wasn't my gimmick and I was trying to come up with new ideas of how to be different but how to be how to be me just how I normally am funny sometimes serious can be angry you know just some of the things that I needed to be myself and what fit was I'm just a dude that can just scrap. I can do still do big moves. And then finding that thing was just like, all right, let's just keep it Tony. Cause everybody knows me Tony, but like, what's like a popular, like not a very popular last name and just doing some research and going back. I was like, uh, I, I Tony Dempsey sounds good. I can, you know, we had some already had ideas popping in my head and then, somebody that we know came up with the idea of um, anyone. So that's like my slogan, my go-to, like N-E-1. That's I got it right here. I'm, I'll face anybody, anyone, anytime, anywhere. It's just, it's what I live by ever since I debuted Tony Dempsey. It's just anybody can get it anytime. It's just, it's been me the entire time. And I love it. It's just, I can be me. I can be myself. Yeah, that, that's kind of how I came up with like the whole brutal barber gimmick. Because growing up, I used to love to fight, and it's like I don't care who you put me in the ring with, I'm gonna smile afterwards. Just being, right. just being in that type of fight in that scenario, it's just like it's the thrill of the ride, and just knowing that, especially now that I just turned face with Delta, that's one of the things that I'm gonna have trouble with is. These people hated me for two years. Right. How am I going to love me now? Yeah. Well, now that gives you the opportunity to 
expand your horizon because you were still working for heel for so long time. Now you have the opportunity to work face. And then after some time you get the feel for it. And then when you go to venture out and go do business somewhere else, when it comes to that time, you can say you can work heel or face. And that just gives you a better variety of maybe opening up with different companies and stuff. Yeah. Uh, right. So I know Delta has a show November 11th. Vendetta, right? Yes. What do you think is next for you and Delta? Because I know, at, uh, what was it? Day of Destiny, you faced the Delta Boys. In yeah. A three-on-one handicap match. And you squashed the hell out of them kids. Yeah. So what's next for Tony Dempsey and Delta? Um. So now that I kind of got my mojo back a little bit. Um, it's uh, time to go for what I was shooting after I lost the internet title earlier this year was, all right, it's time to move on to the next one. So I'm going after the, I want to go after that undisputed title. That's that's the next goal. That's I'm, I'm going to fight for it. Well, it's not going to be an easy fight, partner, because I'm going for the same thing. No, well. We'll see. I know. We'll see. I personally won't be at the next show. Um, but I also remember, what, two shows ago? What, Path to Destiny or something? Yeah. The name of the show? You, you left your boots in the room. What, yeah. What was I the behind Like, what, why'd you do so, it? So, for... So the time that we were away, um, we then they just announced that, oh, we're coming back after being away and, you know, no matches were being posted or who's going to have who. So I decided just to, you know, make something real quick and put out the idea of, you know, I mean, who, who's the who's the guy that's there that's going for it? And I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to have to call Sebastian out. Because, you know, I mean, that that's what I want. So that's what I'm fighting for. So it started with that. I mean, I lost to him. I mean, but much respect for him. He he just won it. So congrats to him. He's he's a hardworking dude. I mean, like, he, he gives it his all. I believe that. No doubt. But from Path to Destiny. Sorry, my cat's in the way. Um, but um, I lost to Caleb Matthews. And, you know, that was, like, pretty much my one shot to get back to where I wanted. So, I mean, uh, I did get a little carried away. I did I did take my boots off. I did leave them in the ring. I gave my shirt away. But um, afterwards, um, Mac Williams came up to me. And, and um, shockingly, like, a good friend of mine now, B-Firm, were, you know, working as, as a – I wouldn't say, like, a team, but, you know, together as friends, I mean, helping me get to the path of where I was heading – back onto the main focus point. I mean, I've known both of them probably since I was maybe six, seven years old. And I've been watching them wrestle since then. And then I finally grow up and now I got to do it with them, against them. And I just, I'm ready for what's next. Now, I did see the little bit of footage where Mac, Mac and Fern both pulled you aside after you put your boots in the ring. Any little info on what that conversation led to? Are you going to be joining up with those guys? Or um, that 
that necessarily wasn't brought up, but they've basically, long story short, is was basically they're helping me reach the potential that I could initially have in my future in this business. And they don't want me to see it throw away because of just one little match. And, you know, we've we've gotten close, so they're them helping me get better in the ring as a person moving forward is the way to, you know, they're looking out for my best interest. And I appreciate it a lot. And they're just... They're just a really good group of guys that that I that I needed at the time. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of a lot of people out there that are willing to give you the like the motivation or the confidence to move on to like, yo, you can actually do this or you're you're way better than what you think you are. Like that's their that's their type of mentality that they've given me. That's awesome. You don't meet a lot of people in this business like that. Where they'll not at look all. out for you. Trying to keep keep your head from getting out of your ass. Uh, is there any dream opponents that you have in Delta in the wrestling world? Uh, anywhere that you plan on going with with the business? What are give me your top five dream opponents? Oh, uh, I'm not really a big fan of that. I mean, five. Um, uh, no, one of them, one would probably be, I don't know, probably Bubba, Bubba Ray, just because the Dudley boys and watching them. Uh, oof. Keith Lee and Willie Mack, just because they influenced me a lot. Oh, my my favorite would probably be Samoa Joe, even though he'd probably kick the crap out of me, but that, I was going to say, he's like, yeah, like he, he, that's like another one that influenced me a lot because just like how he carries himself, he's just like, I'm going to beat you to hell up. And I just, that's just awesome. Uh, my last one, oof. Hmm. I have to say, like, a, <laughs> it had to be a little guy because I just pick big guys. Oof. Little guy, little guy, little guy. Um, uh, man, that's that's a hard one to pick. Oh, I would have to say Ray, Ray Mysterio, just because he's like so short and definitely, definitely him. I was gonna say too, like with the Luchador style. As a big guy, if you know how to base for all those moves, like you're gonna make that guy look good, and then you're also yeah. gonna make yourself look. Good. Right. Um, all right, where are we at here? Um, all right, uh, I'll ask you this question. Within the wrestling community today, what do you think is wrong the most and what needs changed? It can be with anything on the indie scene, WWE, AEW, the newly reformed TNA, New Japan. New, there's nothing really wrong with New Japan. They got Those guys beat the hell out of each yeah. other anyway. Yeah. Um, but, uh, 
it's it's professionalism to the, to the T. Uh, there's just it's not even just wrestlers. It's it's bookers, promoters. Uh, just people want to see other people not succeed. Like this is this is a very professional business. It's just like somebody comes into a locker room and they're not going to shake your hand because they have a problem with you. That's just it's not hard up to walk to somebody, shake their hand, and then go on about your business. You don't have to have a conversation with them or or you know bookers have a problem with workers because of whatever it could be problems anything whatever they believe in what they're them not being safe and then promoters like not want not wanting like people venture off and want to start their own thing it's just it, that's it's a that's a problem is professionalism just nobody is being professional anymore yeah, I, I've seen that in a couple different promotions that I've worked for myself. Uh, like, I remember a couple months back, I did a show. Me and this one guy, we got into it because he thought I was shooting on him when he was the one that shot on me. But he, even now, it's like I still walk up every time. And he's a 60-year-old veteran in the business. I'll still shake his hand. Don't have to like him. But, yeah. like, you got to respect what he's done in his career. Yeah. It's, and even, like, even with the new guys coming up, like, you have to show that respect. At any show, make sure when you see someone new come in that's either an active member of the roster or someone new that's just coming in for one show, shake their hand. Uh, don't be a mark for any big name that comes into the locker room because yeah. one, that's the bigger sign of disrespect um, because no one likes a mark. No. Um, like I know what you guys got Gene Snitsky coming at the next show. Yeah. Uh, supposed to, yeah. In Airville. Um, and for any wrestlers that are going to be listening to this, uh, Locker etiquette, locker room etiquette is top, and you don't want to feel like you're marking out because you're sharing a locker room with a former WWE superstar. Right. Um, and that that is something that really needs to be stressed about nowadays because you see this guy who works for WWE, you're all hyped, you're like, oh, I'm on the same show as him. But in reality... If he comes up and talks to you, sparks up a little conversation, ask if you could pick his brain for a little bit. Ask for advice. Yeah. But if he's not yeah. coming up to talk to you, don't bother the guy. He's there yeah. doing his job. Um, it's another thing, too, if you're, like, you're in a match with the guy. Don't, don't try and be like, okay, this, this, and this, this. Let him call the match. And most of the time, these guys, they call it in the ring, which is how I feel most wrestlers, a lot of wrestlers, especially new wrestlers, they don't know how to call matches in the ring. Yeah, it's just all spots. And, I mean, trust me, there's nothing wrong with spots, but spots don't, my opinion, spots don't make the match. It's, 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 it's how you, at your base, how you run the ropes and hit the corners and 
how you do change. It's not new. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I just had a match last night. Only thing that we figured out was how do we start and how do we go home? We had to set it up. Um, and that that's all I ever like setting up. I don't like doing anything else. Like, if we're going to plan a double down, we figure out how we're going to get there. Um, or where at in the match you should put it. But you don't want to give out too much information on a match because you're going to forget most of it by the time you exit that curtain oh, anyway. It, it, it happens. Like, wrestlers nowadays, if you don't know how to call a match, learn it, practice it. It's the easiest way to have a good match because sometimes you'll have a better match just feeling the crowd out than trying to be like, Absolutely. okay, I want to do a moonsault off the ladder here. I want to do diving, suicide dive out here. I'm going to do a flip here. I'm going to do this, this. You don't need to do all that. Granted, it gets a good reaction from the crowd, but a lot of times they just want to see you guys wrestle and not get hurt. Yeah. So, I'm guessing that DWA is going to have All Out War this year coming up in 2024. Yes. So, that's every person's chance to step up on the roster, earn a spot towards that title. Uh, I remember when I debuted with DWA, my first match was the Rumble, the All Out War Rumble. Um, and that's always, it's the easiest way to learn how, in my opinion, it was the easiest way to learn how to call stuff in the ring. Because a rumble oh, is yeah. just too much, too, too much right. going on. Like, just as soon as you get in there, find someone, lock up, get your stuff in, start beating other people up. All right. So. I'm going to let you, for the next minute, plug anything you want. The time is yours. Um, and then we'll start wrapping this up here. Um, but yeah, anything you want to plug, floor is yours. Mm. Well, there's not really, really much to talk about, but I mean, if you want to get yourself out there, don't be, don't be afraid to do it. I mean, Go on some type of app, try to figure out a thing, put your promo picture on there, try to lock in dates and get your, get yourself out there. You, you're not going to get better just by staying in one place. I mean, right now I'm at one place, but that's to some some things. But next year I'm, I'm opening up my booking schedule and I'm going to do my best to venture out and go get my name out. But, yeah, don't don't be afraid to venture out, even if it's another state and you've got to get a license. Like, you never know who you're going to run into or what a type of advice you could get. Like, that was my problem. Was like, I didn't like taking advice from people. But then I got to the point where I was like, all right, well, maybe these people actually do know what they're talking about. And I did uh, take some advice from somebody down in Virginia that helped me a lot. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's probably a good idea to put his name out there, but... Uh, 
His name's Dustin Tarr. He um, he gave me a lot of confidence, and um, he just he was honest with me. He told me what I needed to work on, what I was good at, and gave me the advice. I mean, that's somebody that's that's traveled probably all around the country. He's been on uh, Ring of Honor. He's been on Impact or TNA or whatever it is now. But he's he's gave me a lot of advice, and I appreciate. It. I mean, I don't talk to him anymore. But it's probably because he's always traveling or um, or just working at different companies and he's always busy. But I respect that. I respect the hustle. I respect the grind. Absolutely. Um, I'll have to bring you out to SSW one time. Is uh, that, um, what's that? Is that Shore Star? No, it's Superstar Wrestling. Okay. Um, one of the other promotions I work for right now. Um, there's a lot of spots opening up. Um, we have, we wrestle right now. We wrestle in two different areas: uh, Scotland, Pennsylvania, the Scotland Community Center. That's up towards Chambersburg, PA. And then we also like our next show is at a bar called Love Drafts in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, and feel like if it came in as a heel you'd enjoy that because you could say whatever you want because those are r-rated shows and they mm-hmm. do a lot of hard matches uh, and there's a lot of guys that have been in the business for 15 20 years that i sit there and i pick their brain when i have time to in the locker room because uh, they're all open for it um but yeah, this is the Brutal Barber Podcast, episode two. Special thanks to Tony Dempsey for joining me tonight. Uh, you can catch him November 11th at the Airville Volunteer Fire Company in Airville, Pennsylvania, or Delta Wrestling Alliance Presents Vendetta. Uh, tickets are... $10 for general admission, $15 for front row. Uh, I know Tony's got a merch table. Go support yeah. him. Buy one of his shirts. Yeah. I know when I see him in January, I'm going to grab one. Yeah. Oh, uh, for the show, you get $2 off the ticket for bringing a toy. We're doing a Toys for Pop uh, drive. Oh, that's even better. If uh, anyone couldn't hear that, Bring a toy. You get $2 off your ticket in support of Toys for Tots. Uh, great cause. Every I feel like every business should do Toys for Tots, especially yeah, nowadays. Because there's a lot of families that go without. And for kids to have at least one thing under the tree is more important than having nothing. Uh, but we're going to wrap this up. Thank you all for tuning in. I'll see you guys next week for the third episode of the Brutal Barber Podcast. I am your host, Jason Blade. We'll see you next time.